Welcome to Dental Revenue Live, Dental Revenue's informational podcast. I am your host, Bill Mulcahy, and today will be our last episode of 2019. So I thought I would do a little something different. So for today's call, I've invited our, our dental our management team here at Dental Revenue. And, and what we plan to do today is just kind of explain to you what we've done in 2019 and, and what we're planning on doing in 2020. Uh, every person on this call is a manager level, has been with us for a long period of time engages with clients on an everyday basis. And it's really, it'll give you some good insight on, you know, just what we got going on over here. So the first thing I'm going to do is, is just give you kind of introduction of, of who's on the call and a little bit of background. And then once we've done those introductions, what I'm going to do next is, is just really take you through a couple questions of, you know, and ask these guys what they have going on because it's all great stuff. And I think it'll be very helpful for you as you start to think about, okay, what, are, what am I going to do in 2020? What should I be focusing on? And, and how can I make the most out of the dental revenue program, whether I'm a current client or I'm thinking about being a client. So first on the call, we have Brian Burns and, and he's the owner and founder of dental revenue. He's officially now the, the CEO, but if, if you're a client, you probably know Brian is very hands-on aside from uh, you know, what he does from a management perspective, he works closely with our clients, he gets into sales, marketing, um, the everyday aspects of, of performance, billing, and really the overall strategic direction of the company. Um, say hi, Brian. Hi, everybody. Great to be here. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. So, so next we have Kelly McGee, who's the director of internet marketing for for Dental Revenue. She's one of the team members that that has been with us the longest. She's actually been here the entire time. Um, she's in charge of creating overall awareness for our clients and really helping their programs perform. So, Kelly, um, say hi to everybody. Hello, everyone. Great, great. Um, and then next we have Nancy. Uh, Nancy also has been with the company since the beginning. She's the director of production and she wears many hats within the company, but, but really she is in charge of, of the website piece, the content development and the overall brand building of, of our clients. So once we drive awareness um, or create awareness for our clients within our programs and people start to visit the website, it's very important that that website then connects with with the visits that come to the website and creates opportunity. And really, that's where Nancy and her department um, come into the overall process. So um, I'm really looking forward to hearing what she has to say today. So say hi, Nancy. Hello, everyone. Great, great, great. So um, next, we have uh, Kevin Gallagher, who's the president of operations. He's also a longtime leader of dental revenue. And aside from handling kind of the day-to-day -day aspects of the internal dental revenue, he's very engaged with our clients. He works as, a, as the manager of, of several accounts um, for a long, long time. And, and he is also basically in charge of all of our dashboard projects. So what he's going to be discussing today is kind of the evolution of our dashboard, the release of our new dashboard, and 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 really some of the some of the things we can expect in 2020. So Kevin, say hello to everybody. Hello, everyone. Perfect. And and Ariel, uh, you're last but not least, and and she's been she is our director of client relations and intelligence. She manages the day-to-day -day outreach, review calls, call scheduling, and the overall performance data that we collect day-to-day -day for, for, for our clients. So she's going to talk to us a little bit about how that works within our program and really helps our clients get the best possible results. So Ariel, uh, why don't you say hello to everybody as well? Hey, guys. How's it going? Perfect, perfect. And, and finally, finally, if you don't know who I am yet, I, I introduced myself at the beginning, but my name is Bill Mulcahy. I'm the president of sales and marketing here. And, and aside from 
working with several of our, our clients as their account manager. I'm, I'm also in charge of new client sales and overall dental revenue brand awareness. So I'll even be um, giving you a little insight on, on some of our programs we have available to our clients for anybody that might want to refer uh, a friend to us in, in 2020. So um, without further ado, let's start to get into the meat of this discussion and, and, and start to get some information from these, these uh, great members of our team we have on the call. So Brian, I'm going to start with you. Um, what I'd like to okay. get is, is just the overall sort of sense of DR and, and kind of what we've done in 2019, some of the greatest accomplishments of the year, and just start to talk about the dental industry a little bit and, and our goals for 2020. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, some of the highlights of 2019? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, thanks, Bill. So, you know, for, for us, it's been, you know, uh, another exciting year. I mean, we've, um, we've been in business now for, for 12 years. So, you know, it's uh, every year is really a new chapter in our, in our business. And, you know, we're excited to sort of close out 2019 and, and open a, a new chapter in, in 2020. Um, you know, some of the, the accomplishments in 2019, just to go through some of them, um, we've grown our revenue nearly 20%, which, um, it's been it's been sort of a consistent uh, uh, growth number for the last uh, ten years or so. So we're really really proud of that. Uh, we added a number of new staff members to support the growth, which which is um, always exciting. Um, we've added uh, over fifty new uh, top dental clients. Those clients are mostly fee for service, which is you know cosmetic and restorative dentists. Uh, really excited to to get them to get those into our our uh, our club, so to speak, our dental revenue club. You know, some of the other things we've done this year that the other members will talk about, you know, we've launched our seventh version of the reporting dashboard. Uh, we've launched uh, a new version of our website platform software that really powers a lot of our marketing. Uh, we've expanded our search engine optimization and our pay-per-click solutions to improve our, our ability to scale. And, you know, really, um, in a, and then uh, also we've, we've built out our client intelligence uh, so section of our uh, internal tracking system to better uh, improve performance and measure uh, data. So that's just kind of like the top things, but um, you know, some really, some really exciting stuff, I, I think. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you know, what I'd like to, to ask you, you know, as a follow-up really is, is, you know, how have the changes and what changes have you seen in the dental industry that has sort of driven our decisions, you know, from a macro level uh, at, at dental revenue and, and, you know, what do you see on the horizon with that and, and, and how that might affect dental practices on the web? Yeah, no, I think it's a good question. I mean, you know, we, uh, we, we see a lot of, um, you know, consolidation in the industry, you know, corporate dentistry is definitely making a big push into the market. I think, I think, uh, we all see that our dentists see that, but, but what we've seen, which is really exciting, is in a response to to the um, to this, a lot of our I should say a number of our dentists, uh, the fee for service dentists, are uh, reacting to this change, and they're they're building out their own uh, sort of sort of smaller group dental practices. These are typically three to five locations. Um, these practices offer a mix of services: general, cosmetic, and restorative, and, and even ortho. And, and this way, you know, this practice then is kind of a one-stop shop. So, you know, they uh, they can service all the dental needs for a particular patient, whether it's uh, insurance-driven or if it's fee-for-service driven. And and we have found that this is this is a big change in the market. So you have, like I said, the corporate side on, on one, corporate changes on one side, and then sort of these group dental, smaller group dental practices on the other side. And we tend to work with more of these three to five location practices because we we and our dentists believe in you know the quality of care uh, service overall experience and so uh, the change in the market is um it's been good for our clients and it's been good for us because we fit well with that uh smaller group dental practice again it's very much about uh, quality over quantity um, as far as goals you know for 2020 and, and sort of how we can keep uh, evolving you know, we tend to operate about six months ahead of, of the year. So a lot of things I mentioned in the beginning have been in plan 
been in, been in planning for some time. So we're really excited that they're ready um, for 2020. And, you know, we, we want to continue to offer uh, an evolving performance platform. We want to continue to offer the latest software, such as the dashboard and the website platform, um, because we're really excited about our ability to serve uh, our dentists. And, and most of them are in the Northeast and the Southeast. Um, we're getting much more focused on location, our ability to meet with our clients in person, our ability to understand their markets, our ability to tap into the intelligence for their market and connect it with our marketing and our website platform. Um, we see all of this as very important. And I guess the final thing I'll say is, you know, the clients we work with tend to be focused on quality of care and also their business. Um, and these types of dentists are very focused on performance and growth um, you know, with high quality work and great customer service, and that's that's dental revenue. So it's been exciting for us to continue to find great dentists this year that fit that profile, and and we certainly look forward to finding more in 2020 and beyond, uh, because it really is to us all about quality, performance, customer service. That's great. That that that's really good insight, and and obviously. You know, we've been at this now for for a lot of years, and and as we've evolved and grown over the the uh, years, I, I think it's fair to say we've become more niche around a specific type of dental practice or group dental practice. So, I think the insight that you give gave us, and and sort of the the goals that you you've set for our company have been right in line with what's best for our clients. So that's great. I appreciate that very much, Brian. Great. Great. Thank you. So, um, so let's, let, let's move to Kelly. Um, and again, she is our director of internet marketing and, and what that means to you as the client or prospective client is she is in her department are basically in charge of using our services to create awareness for our clients and awareness um is in in the form of of overall search engine rankings um presence throughout the the web and other areas um but also the ability to generate visits and eyeballs on your website so i'm going to ask her a couple questions about some of the things she does it certainly isn't all of them but uh you know from a technical standpoint it's always good to to hear what's going on in the industry so kelly you ready to answer some questions Sure. Yep. All right. Perfect. So let's talk about, you know, kind of local rank and, 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 uh, you know, the, the evolution of that over the last, last couple of years and, and how businesses and dental practices can improve their, their local ranking. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we definitely get a lot of questions from our clients in regards to how can we rank higher in the local um, map area of Google. And, you know, as competition continues to increase, it definitely gets harder and harder for businesses to rank in that space. So it's, it's important to understand um, the factors that Google placed on those rankings. Um, the number one factor is relevancy. So it depends on, you know, how well your listing matches to what someone is searching for, adding complete detailed business information so that Google better understands your business and it can match your listing to the relevant searches that people are performing. Um, you know, it also factors in distance. So how far is your, you know, potential, potential search result from the location term used in a search? And then it also is based on prominence. How well is your business known in your local area? online and offline. They take in a lot of factors like link building and articles and directories. So, you know, within our program, we really do focus, uh, help our clients um, focus on these local rankings and make sure everything is um, filled out very thoroughly. You know, we make sure that your business hours are very accurate. Um, you know, we add photos to your, your listings to help um, give you more visibility. And also reviews is an extremely important factor. So, you know, you hear a lot of people saying the more reviews that you have for your business, the more um, visibility you will receive. But there's more to that. You know, we ask our clients to help us with, um, you know, engaging with the reviews. 
important to not only respond to negative reviews, but also responding to the positive ones as well. So by doing all of these things, you can have a higher chance of outranking and getting more visibility in new patients into your practice. Yeah, that, that that's awesome and really, really good insight. And just for the uh, people listening that may be like, okay, what is exactly local rank? If you're looking at a Google results page, it's really the listings that, that occur with the map. Um, now, Kelly, is it fair mm-hmm. to say like it's a all things being equal type thing and the reason why all these things are important is because Google is trying to differentiate one versus the other to create these listings or rankings? Yeah, I think it's it's fair to say that. I mean, the, the top three things, again, are the relevancy, the distance, and the prominence. And then following that, it's just important that a business engages within their listing um, to help them stand out more. Um, there's a ton of factors that go into it, but if you're doing everything right, you're going to have a higher chance of um, beating your competition and gaining that um, business for your practice. Awesome, awesome. Now, there's been a lot of sort of, stuff going on with with what used to be called Google AdWords and now they're calling them Google Ads. And there's a lot of talk recently about responsive search ads. Can you tell us kind of what that is and, and some of the benefits of that and how we work that into our program? Sure. So in um, 2019 this year, um, probably mid-year, Google released, um, Google ads released, um, responsive search ads as a beta test. And, um, you know, general revenue took advantage of that and started implementing the responsive search ads across all of our clients, um, programs and ad campaigns. And what, what these responsive search ads do is they, they allow you to show more text within your ads and deliver, um, more messaging so that you can encourage a higher click-through to your ads. Um, you can have multiple headlines, descriptions, and over time, Google will automatically test out different combinations and learn which combinations perform the best. So it adapts to the ad's content and closely matches potential customer search terms, um, and it can improve your campaign's performance. So you can have up to like 15 different headlines within your ads, four different descriptions, and they just rotate throughout um, delivery and deliver the best ad for that potential um, patient or client. And and again, it just, it helps increase the click-through rate and give you more um, traffic to your site at a lower cost per click and um, hopefully increase the new patients that come in for your practice. And, and, and so I guess the bottom line and what you're saying is, is if, if they have a $500 budget with Google ads because of mm-hmm. the responsive ads, because of some of the things that we've been able to implement over time, we can get the most out of that $500 than we've ever been able to get before. Is that kind of a good summary? Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I think it, it just, it, it's a lot of machine learning as well. So it delivers the best ads tailored to the user's browsing history and their behavior. So again, you know, um, it, ha- it helps capture better quality visitors to your site. So you can drive traffic to a site all day, but if it's not generating the type of patient you're looking for, it's, it's essentially a waste of money. So these new responsive ads actually help um, capture the right quality of patient that's actively looking for your service and is ready to schedule that appointment and come in and get services. That's great. That's great. So, so one last question, uh, on the awareness side, um, Mm -hmm. I want you to talk a little bit about mobile, um, because mobile is, is really become an emphasis of Google, you know, over the last couple of years, but especially in the last few months. And, and specifically, um, you know, mobile UX, I mean, wh- what is that, you know, for those that don't know that and why is it so important? Sure. Um, so as most people know, um, people are spending more and more time exploring content on their mobile devices, and that's just going to continue to increase um, in 2020. So, and 
it's, so it's important to make sure, you know, you're prepared for that. Um, and, you know, dental revenue has always stayed ahead of that curve by, um, you know, years ago, we released our responsive websites that are catered to the mobile user experience and they adapt based on the devices that you're searching on. Um, but not only that, we've um, developed content and the user experiences that it requires for people searching on mobile. So for example, you know, we incorporate a lot of FAQs into the content. We make sure that our, um, the calls to actions are very prominent. So people, you know, when they're on their mobile devices, they're looking for stuff in a hurry usually. So our sites are built with that in mind. We've also recently um, built a new mobile view that we're going to implement throughout our websites um, going into 2020. And um, it's, we've, you know, we take all the necessary steps to make sure our clients are prepared for mobile optimization and the user experience. Because Google, Google is placing a higher emphasis now on the mobile user experience than the desktop. So if you're not, if your site's not built for mobile user experience, there's a highly good chance that your rankings could decrease and your competition will take over. And really this to our clients is, is the, what, what the industry would call the SEO component of our program, right? This is about their organic rankings and how important mobile has now become to the ability to rank organically. Correct? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. More. So SEO is a very, you know, huge umbrella, but more and more that the SEO is moving into the mobile op optimization. And, and so you have to really get inside the minds of people searching on devices and what they're looking for and getting in, into the behavior of what they're wanting to do. So, again, it, it, it's delivering different content um, that even goes into, um, you know, voice search. You know, a lot of people are searching. Um, through voice now. And so if you don't cater your content around that, you're just going to be missing out on opportunities. So, and, and we're always evolving and in 2020, it's just going to continue to, we're, we're going to continue to focus on mobile optimization above desktop, um, making sure that our sites score high for mobile optimization in Google's eyes. All of these things are a high priority for us moving into 2020. Now that's that, that that's really great stuff, Kelly. And, and you know, one thing that I hope the listeners are starting to get a, a sense of is when we talk about the overall program, when we talk about creating awareness and specifically creating awareness on the web and, and Google, you know, it's not just about, you know, the local rank or the Google ads or or, or the search engine optimization, what your rankings are with that about the evolution of things happening throughout the industry and having a team in place like your team to really stay on top of this and make the adjustments and changes and evolve as the industry evolves. So you guys have done a great job at that over the years. And I think that comes out very, very well in the answers you gave today. So I appreciate that very much. Yeah, no problem. You're welcome. Perfect. Perfect. So, so guys, hopefully you're starting to see how this call flows. And, and if you're a client and you've talked to myself or our account managers, you probably heard about the stages of online achievement and, and the stage of marketing achievement and how we try to move potential patients of yours through a process, basically creating awareness, getting them to choose you over other options, and then ultimately making sure that your office um, is able to convert the opportunity as it comes in. Uh, Kelly spoke a lot about the awareness um, side. Nancy now is going to kind of talk to us a little bit about the, the website side um, and kind of its role in making sure that, that you're chosen over the other options in, in your market. So, so Nancy, uh, you ready for a couple questions? I sure am. Go ahead. Perfect. Perfect. So, so first, first things first, um, why don't you kind of, uh, you know, we've been doing this for a long time and we've been building websites for dentists for 12 years. So, um, you know, what changes have you seen on the website development 
process over that time? I mean, what, what, what can you share with, with our listeners that may give them some insight on how things have changed or evolved over the years? Well, I'd say we've evolved the process of building a website um, somewhat dramatically. I've had the benefit and the pleasure as well of being with the company pretty much since the beginning. Um, I've evolved into this role over time, but I've been able to see the progression of building a site, um, I don't want to say in a vacuum, but certainly building it separate from other departments and then moving it along to you know, the SEO team or the marketing team. And um, through the years, and as we've developed a focus um, and niched into the dental market, we've paid very close attention to the different um, parameters, uh, to, you know, to Google, to what, you know, they're looking for, to what makes a site work, to what makes a site work for a dentist, being, you know, different from an e-commerce site or other type of sites. We're very focused on, you know, this particular market. And we've developed a... Uh, more than just a website, we've developed a um, performance platform for an entire program that we have built up around it. Um, so as I try to explain to clients um, who are just coming on with us, what you see when you load your website on your desktop or your phone um, is it, just the user experience, which is, which is very important. We pay close attention to that. We've developed some, you know, what we think are unique um, designs that deliver a good, good user experience while still supporting um, what we know is important for um, all the elements that Kelly was just talking about for, you know, search, for organic rankings, for, um, for mobile. Um, Google is, is constantly, you know, changing their algorithm and, you know, frequently changing up what is important um, and what delivers the best organic rankings. Um, and we pay very close attention to that in all departments, you know, including production, so that we can support the rest of the program once the site is launched with um, a web product that is, you know, is coded well, um, is using the latest tools to make sure that, um, you know, all the different factors that go into good organic rankings are, you know, are part of our site in terms of, you know, tagging and metadata and, um you know, and, and all that. So we really are constantly evolving that process and, and, you know, really seeing a big change in the last, I'd say, five to six years and how we integrate the website and the production into other departments within the company so that when a website goes out the door, all departments, in a sense, have, have had a hand in it to make sure that it's, you know, it's the best we can, we can do for the client as they get started with their marketing program. Yeah, and, and, and I think a consistent theme throughout this whole call so far and will continue through the rest of the call, I believe, is, is just the evolution, the evolution of the industry, the evolution mm -hmm. of, of dental revenue, and the evolution of our websites. I mean, one of the things I'll, I'll tell prospective clients a lot is, is when we first started, we were building a lot of custom websites for our clients. So 100 yeah. percent custom. There was no other website that looked anything like uh, the uh, um, uh, the next website. But what we found over time is is regardless of the aesthetic of the website, what the end game in this whole thing really is is the ability to generate patience and and revenue for our clients. And and to do that, there has to be some predictability. Right. And so time right. and so time and energy and, and really a relentlessness is, is occurring throughout our entire company, but especially in your department to really make sure that that when these websites go out, they're able to, to connect with the traffic coming to it and and what Kelly's doing and her team's doing to make sure that the opportunity is generated. So. You know, I think you guys did oh, a wonderful job and I appreciate it very much. So, so that's the overall, we talked about the aesthetics and the development of the website. I think one of the, the kind of lost arts to these websites and one of the things that, that I talk to prospective clients about is a real value to our program and kind of how we do it is the overall content. Um, why don't you speak a little bit about the content, how we kind of go about it, and, and how you believe it affects the overall performance of the site? 
Sure, sure. Well, there's, there's a saying in SEO, and we, you know, throw it around the office as well, that content is king. Um, and as I try to explain to, you know, new and current clients, Google doesn't look at pictures or watch videos. Um, you know, when the site is crawled, it, you know, not only is the code, as we just talked about in terms of the, you know, the, the build of the site and, and the technical aspects of the site is, you know, not only is that important, but the content is important. And Google has continued to focus and drill down on the importance for organic rankings of what is deemed by their algorithm by visitors, um, you know, repeated visits to a website gives it better authority, lets Google know, hey, people think that this site has great information in, you know, in regards to what they're looking for. Um, but original content. And we write all of our sites one by one. Um, we, we understand dental concepts. We're not dentists by any stretch of the imagination, but we take the time to speak with clients personally, to reach out to them, to confirm that the content we're putting on the site is as accurate as it can be. Because we are focused on dental websites and we write for dentistry five days a week, you know, we've become very versed in, in dental topics, in the techniques and technology of dentistry. Um, and we work with clients to under, to better understand, you know, new, um, there, you know, there are a lot of, of, uh, new, um, areas of, of dentistry developing, you know, sleep, sleep airway dentistry, uh, treating sleep disorders, you know, changes and how, you know, bite disorders are, are being treated, you know, new types of orthodontics, uh, you know, new types of technology for treating all sorts of dental problems. And, um, we try, we, try to incorporate as you know as much um, of the, the sort of flavor of the practice and and the message that the dentist you know wants to get across you know through the content while also making sure that we are addressing all of the important SEO um, aspects uh, you know of the of writing so that it, it serves the client well um, so I think we do a good job of trying to balance those two very important pieces of, of building good content, you know, from the homepage, you know, all the way through the rest of the site. And, and we work as a team, the SEO team, uh, you know, is very involved in how we write content and paying attention to how we do it and, and constantly providing great insight um, from what they see on the, you know, post go live end as far as how the site is performing and what's working for them. Um, and also what they see um, in a lot of the tools that, that we use for evaluating, you know, performance of sites so that we can filter that down and, and continue to improve our product, you know, just at, you know, at the gate. You know, there, there's one element in within what you just said that, that I think if you didn't hear it or, or you kind of glanced, glanced over it as, as the listener, um, it would really be a discount to what you and your team do. Um, you had mentioned writing dental content five days a week. Um, what that allows us to do is number one, we're not, we're, we're not constantly trying to, uh, go from one, uh, topic or one industry to another. We get a sense of knowing you know, what we're talking about within the, in the industry, but also there's some insight that you guys can provide our dentists that goes beyond knowing what these dental topics are, right? It goes beyond explaining what an implant is. And, and we have the experience in understanding and, and, and really know how of, of what the patient is responding to on other websites. And, and by, looking at what the patient's responding to, we can tell our, our content not only to be accurate and engaging, but also getting people to, to, to actually give us a call or submit a form. So I think you guys do a wonderful job at that. And I just want to make sure that people understood, you know, how important that element of what you do is, is to their overall success and future success. Absolutely. And, and those, that, that element, combined with, uh, you know, writing a good original content is what we are constantly trying to balance well for, you know, for the client. Um, and we work with the clients so they can understand that, you know, there's sort of a method to the madness in terms of how and what, what we write. We pay close attention to, to the market, uh, you know, as a team, as a company, you know, not just, you know, 
the small content team, but, you know, through the, you know, the wisdom of the marketing team and the SEO team in terms of what they see and, and what could help to improve that down the road. So, Awesome. Um, so final question for you. I mean, as far as your department and overall focus and the new year coming up, I mean, what do you see as, as some of the main sort of elements that, that we're going to be focusing on to improve our client performance in 2020? Um, as Kelly's mentioned before, we've just come out with at the end of this year, we've just gone in and recoded the way uh, the navigation and the top part of the website appears in mobile. This is in response to the, you know, recent, and by recent, I mean over the last year or so, it's been building um, or a couple of years changes within Google that, you know, has put mobile first and, and mobile first continues to evolve both, uh, you know, in terms of, the code of the site as well as the content, how the content is delivered. So we're always looking at new tools to, you know, to, uh, to answer that, you know, what Google is looking for for the client. So, so we'll continue to develop some new designs. We always like to come out with, uh, you know, some new, new looks, new ways of, you know, presenting a, you know, a different user experience um, based again on what we know works. Um, the SEO team uh, Kelly's department from time to time will do, you know, some research and heat mapping to see what really works within a website for a Dell client. You know, we, we want to understand how people interact with our websites because, you know, as we all know as consumers, you, you sort of have a, a different way of interacting with the information on the web depending on what your goal is. You know, someone's going to interact with a dental website in a much different way and have different expectations than they would if they were shopping for something. So we, we try to keep that in mind, um, you know, when we when we you know put these sites together, when we write for the sites, and also just in terms of you know what our long term goals are. So so we'll be coming out with that, and and we've also um, placed a a big focus on some of the different um, you know scoring parameters that that Google's had put out recently, and in terms of you know the the speed of the site when it loads, so balancing having the media and imagery that we want on sites with um, making sure that, that sites perform well um, in search engines so that they continue to stay, you know, at the top of, our, of organic ranking. So, so we'll continue to stay, stay focused on that. We, we run testing and, and meet weekly or at least, you know, a couple times a month as, as a group to kind of take a look at, at the results of, you know, where, where sites that are within the testing group, how they're performing and, and make changes and then push those changes out, you know, to the rest of the site. So we'll continue with that. And um, and also we are taking a look at additional content that goes onto site post uh, post production, um, working with uh, expanding our team that adds blogs and um, additional content for sites after they go live because that's just as important to keep the site you know organic and and changing um, so that it's not you know sort of a set it and forget it. Uh, you know, type of site. We, we don't want that. We want the site to continue to evolve and change and have have uh, good original content added to it. So we're going to continue to focus on how to improve that for clients in the coming year. No, and I think that's uh, that that's all great stuff. And and I think one of the things that when people look at at any dental site, whether it's a dentist, somebody at the practice, or even a patient. What they what they see is is you know typical typical looking website. Some may have photos, other may others may have video. Um, you know, and, and what they don't understand though is what goes into the to, to the overall strategy of that website and how it actually is a a product that is designed and at least in our case is designed to create a, a the best possible result. And the tweaks and changes, everything from what you just mentioned, and having to adjust pictures and photos and, and kind of massage the speed of the site versus the elements that you would add to the site that build emotion is very tricky sometimes. And, and your team, I think, does a masterful job at, at, at being able to do that on a consistent basis and helping our clients get the best possible results they can they, they can get so so i appreciate the answers to your questions and everything you do um for for dental revenue and its clients thanks it's it's uh it's 
it's an enjoyable process as well. We, we are always learning all the time and then taking what we've learned and trying to integrate it into, as you said, a better product for the client. Perfect. Perfect. So, so Kevin, uh, now that we've kind of discussed uh, how we're, you know, driving people uh, to the site and creating awareness and, and once they're to the site, all the pieces that, that go into getting them their calls and submit a form, now uh, I kind of want to ask you some questions about about the dashboard. When when Brian had uh, you know talked about some of our main initiatives for 2019, one of the things that was top of the list was was the dashboard. And and you've been spearheading this project and 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 really has been instrumental to to releasing the new dashboard. So now that it's recently launched. Uh, what inspired you to do this now? Yeah, hey, Bill, and uh, good question. I mean, I guess just kind of riding the coattails of what Kelly and Nancy and Brian have spoken about so far is there's just a, there's a tremendous need um, in the dental market for a dashboard that can do more. Um, you know, relying on certain key performance indicators like number of visitors and SEO rankings and the number of leads generated while they're all very important and and it's something that we need to keep a close eye on and, and communicate to our clients, there's just so much more that's available now. So, you know, we're inspired because we're very niche to the dental market. Um, we talked about our web platform, our core marketing services, and our ability to convert through the conversion coach. So, you know, we just wanted to kind of tap into the new um, resources that are available. You've got... <clears throat> Things like um, dynamic call tracking that are available now. That's data that can essentially, it's breadcrumbs all the way back to how that person that was searching for um, a dental need found their way to your website. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's the ability to track and convert these leads. Um, one thing that, that we've learned over the years is, you know, it's our job to put out a great product, um, to be able to be found, and to make sure that these websites and marketing programs are generating phone calls and website forms. But, you know, what we've learned is over time is they don't always convert into new patient opportunities. So the new dashboard is going to have a lot more to offer in terms of, you know, from the beginning to the end, what happens to that lead once it enters the dental practice um, and up until it becomes an actual patient. Now, it's, it's extremely exciting, and, and I know internally we've been talking about it, um, but, I mean, what this enables our clients to do is really, and, and helps us as, as their account managers and, and their quasi-consultants in, in a lot of respects, um, you know, it helps us help them to get the most out of their marketing dollars. So, so it's, it's extremely exciting, and and the dashboard really represents the hub of everything we do. So the so new dashboard is coming out or the new dashboard is out now. And, and if you had to give it a theme, what would you, what, what, what would it be? Well, I'd say if you asked me that five times, I'd probably give you five different answers, but for the sake <laughs> of this call, let's go with, with progress. Um, you know, our ability to show the progression of an account is extremely important. So whether you're a dentist who just opened up a new practice, um, you've been open for a period of time, but you're just now getting into marketing your practice, or a dentist that's been in business for 20 years and you've been marketing the entire time, it, it's all about progress and our ability to show the progression of an account. So, you know, there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to your program, whether it's the, the, the website itself, whether it's the, the online performance of it, um, or whether it's you and your staff and, and the way that they're handling leads. And as you hear, that's becoming a, a common theme. Um, we just need to, over the course of working with the client, be able to show them the progression of that account, um, whether it's adding or removing services. Again, whether it's you're brand new to the market or you've been in the market for a while, it's just ultimately going to be about the progression of that account. No, I think uh, I, I think that's great because you know we do have clients that come to us and and you know different sort of uh, timelines of of where they are as a practice and and as you said, if you're a new practice or or you've been in the market for a while or you 
now uh, found that your market is becoming more and more competitive, our programs can can help. And, and what we're also seeing within our dashboard is is the ability to help the group practice as well. And that's not necessarily the 200 location DSOs, but you know, dentists have been successful over the years that may. Uh, um, add a practice or two over time, and and our program really is scalable around that. So the dashboard is a big part of that, and 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 that progress and the ability to show that progress is is extremely important. So, um, of the new features, Kevin, what what, what are you most excited about? You know, I'd say there's probably two, Bill. So we talk a lot about dental revenue being a niche dental marketing company. We've been doing this for a long time. We've worked with a number of different practices, um, probably well over a thousand different dentists. And the data that we've collected over the years gives us the ability to kind of create our own key performance indicator. So while it's great to have Google Analytics data, um, you know, what type of visitors are you getting? We're, we've now compiled enough information to kind of have our own indicators. And um, a couple of them are, um, one that we refer to as the dental revenue health meter, and our clients will learn more about this as the new dashboard goes live, and we start to have review calls. But it's really our knowledge, um, our intellectual property that's given us the ability to create a scoring model to give an overall grade on somebody's marketing health. Um, I'd say that coupled with our, our DR SEO score, which is another, it's another one of our indicators, um, but it's our ability to take you know, top five services related to a dental practice, follow those keyword search rankings and compare them collectively where they are now compared to where they were before they worked with dental revenue. No, I think in, in both of those fall nicely into a theme that we talk about a lot and, and, and that's how do we leverage 12 years of experience working with dentists within this niche to help our current clients get better results and our future clients get better results quicker. And, and I think that whether it's the health meter or the, or, or the, uh, uh, SEO indicator, I mean, all of these things are, are extremely important to our ability to, to learn from our mistake, past mistakes or, or, or past struggles and, and learn from our, our successes. And, and take the successes and what we've learned and replicate it over and over again to get the results we're looking to get. So, I, you know, I'm extremely excited about what you and your team have done and, and extremely excited and what this means to dental revenue as a, as a whole and its clients. So um, great work with that. And, and uh, I'm looking forward to 2020 with it. Yeah, likewise. Thanks, Phil. Perfect, perfect. So, so Ariel, um, I want to introduce you and, and kind of what you're going to be talking or I'm going to be asking you about um, today, but, but there's a concept that we use internally here at Dental Revenue and we call it Intel. And, and so as we, as we talk about Intel, can you first share with our listeners kind of what that means to dental revenue and, and, and why it's so important to the successes of our programs for our clients behind Absolutely. the scenes, really? Um, sure. Yeah. So, you know, the gathering of intelligence actually, you know, begins well before the client even signs on to work with us. Um, we started, you know, start this process at the proposal stage, really, to best establish a program, you know, goals and expectations for our clients. Um, when it comes to the developmental stage of a marketing strategy, there are so many elements that could have a potentially positive or negative effect on the success of our program. So market size, population density, whether or not there's corporate dentistry in the market, um, these kind of information alongside of a comprehensive analysis of the competitors in the client area are all things we need to consider to decide which of our marketing services would be most successful. So by getting this intel on our client practices, we are hoping to address potential challenges in order to determine solutions throughout the program. So it's our way of staying proactive as opposed to reactive for our clients. And can you tell us a little bit about how we choose the 
the points of emphasis, the points of, of intelligence that we're collecting? Sure. Um, you know, not only is the intelligence used to develop the type of program, but also to get consistent performance results. So, for example, it's really important that we are aware of whether or not a practice is in network with any insurance, whether or not they've added a dentist to their practice. This type of information can easily change, uh, you know, the initial goals that were set at the start of the program. So in order for us to make effective modifications in how we're marketing the practice, we need to stay on top of these changes that are occurring. Um, one of the most important data points, for example, that our intelligence team focuses on is specifically the location of a practice. For example, while a practice might be located in what is technically Charlotte, North Carolina, um, many times the physical location may show the majority of new patients coming in from other city zip codes. So we focus more on the zip codes that are bringing in the new patients as opposed to the city labels to help our accuracy in marketing. So a lot of times that is, you know, reaching out to our clients to go through with them, have them gather information from their PMS systems to best assist us in focusing on, you know, the information that will actually help the program rather than, you know, the, um, the more, I'm trying to think of the right words here, the more um, broader areas such as just the city name while a city can be large. Yeah, and, and so, I mean, we talked about city, we talked about insurance, we talked about, about different things, and, and your experience, you know, what, what are some of the data points that, that you think personally have been most interesting um, when, you look, when you look at how these programs evolve, you know, month after month? Absolutely. Um, I think that the type of dentistry that our clients are, are working in, um, you know, we have a lot of patients, a lot of clients that are looking to get most of their new patients coming in for particular higher revenue cases. So for us to get a really good understanding of what our clients are searching for in regards to the type of patients, we need to have a good understanding of the program that we're, you know, that we're running for them. So for us, you know, um, I think that to have a good understanding with, with our clients for what it is of you know, in regards to the type of patients that they're seeking, um, you know, it's an ongoing conversation. A lot of times you have, you know, the client at the initial begin, you know, at the beginning of the program looking for just as many new patients as they can bring in. And then over time, as they see, you know, our success in bringing them new patients, they are able to start focusing more on higher revenue cases and, you know, focusing in more on the type of patients that they're really, you know, looking for to help bring up their revenue. Um, so for us, it's really, again, just an ongoing conversation with our clients to, you know, discuss with them their wants, their needs. Um, when they see things that are working, a lot of times they want to put more budget into, you know, focus into more of those areas to try and, you know, promote more of those services that are bringing in positive results. Um, in regards to that, you know, it really kind of brings in the retention side of things. You know, in order for us to keep our clients happy, we need to keep the conversation going in regards to, you know, how happy they are with the results that are happening, the results that are coming in, so that we can continue to grow those results and to take the things that may not be working and maybe reallocating that budget into, you know, different aspects of our program. You know, one of the things that uh, I think I, when I talk to prospective clients, I get a chuckle the most uh, uh, about from from them is the fact that when we propose do our proposals or create our agreements, we literally call them treatment plans. And I think one of the things people people need to understand is we use the word treatment plans or we use the term treatment plan, so they kind of understand how we're going about this. And in the intel you know, for all intents and purposes, creates their diagnosis. And that diagnosis exactly. then determines what, what uh, program we recommend. And then as we implement that program, it's bound to, uh, bound to evolve and, and need to adjust and, and adapt based on the marketing conditions and, and the actual results. So you had already kind of mentioned, um, retention and some of the things you guys do as a, as a team to make sure that our clients are engaged. But 
the question I would ask you on in line of that is is that's a big part of what we do. These the ability to engage our clients as true partners is extremely important. And and so what are some of the things you've seen over the years, I think, with with scheduling these calls and and the character and what sort of are, are the similarities between one dentist and another that have had success as far as engagement goes? Sure. Um, it's actually funny that you say that in using the term, you know, treatment plans, because one of the first calls we do have with our clients is our introduction call. And once a client's site goes live, you know, they jump on a call with me and we review you know, the, the program, we talk about goals versus expectations. And one of the analogies that I use is, you know, a patient walking into their office and saying, here, you know, I've got $100,000 in my pocket. I would like you to take the teeth that I have here now and make them beautiful. Um, and one of the things that we need to really, you know, work on with our clients is to best understand that it's very similar, the way that they work with their patients and the way that we work with them. Um, you know, no amount of money can get results overnight, but as the treatment progresses, you start to notice, you know, things working better and better and better and taking things that, you know, may have not worked great and, you know, changing them around, reallocating budget, doing what we need to do to find what is, you know, getting them good results and, and focusing on it. Um, you know, one of the most integral parts of a marketing partnership, as you know, is engagement. And as we grow, we want to make sure that we're serving each account to the best of our abilities. So, our ultimate goal is obviously to keep our clients happy with a solid return on their investment. Um, the best way for us to ensure a successful program is to stay in touch with our clients. Um, you know, it's different from one client to the next. We have some clients that prefer quarterly calls. Um, their, you know, offices are super busy. They are interested in seeing reports to see the successes of their program. Um, as we add campaigns to their budget, they like to see how things are going with these reports. But in regards to jumping on a phone call, they like to touch base, you know, once every few months to take all of their reports, discuss them, think about ways that we can add to their program um, to continue, you know, their growth. So we start again the process with a call introducing the client to the program, you know, going through the goals, expectations for their first year with us. Um, but after that, you know, we, we typically have a bi-monthly call reviewing the services that we are providing as well as the results of each month's marketing campaign. And on these calls, we're not just giving the client information, but we're asking the client for updates from them. You know, how do they feel things are going? How have they been busy? Have they been seeing more patients for a particular service we've marketing directly? And this type of information really helps us to gather the information we need to, you know, decide on which programs we are running are most successful. Um, so, you know, we do focus on, you know, all kinds of things on these calls. We look at the health meter where, you know, we are able to see areas in which we see could be improved. Um, things that we could suggest that in addition to their current program could, you know, bring them better results and obviously a better return. But, you know, having these review calls and regularly checking our intelligence to mark any changes in the practice as well as the market, you know, we can make the necessary shifts in the program to consistently stay on top of market trends. Um, you know, again, each client is extremely different in how they function as a practice. We have some much more business-minded um, practice owners who are looking to get on a call every few weeks. They want, you know, they have lots of questions. They're focusing on the number of visitors to their site, the number of connections and conversions that are coming in. And we have others that are kind of relying on us to give them this information. You know, all they know is, you know, we're busy and things seem to be going well. So we have quite a combination of dentists um, and orthodontists that are, you know, truly functioning at different levels. But, you know, our goal is to look at each practice um, as its own entity. You know, each one is so different and we treat each one as they would like to be treated. We make sure that we are putting together a plan of action and following through with that plan. Um, by speaking with, you know, the owners on a regular basis to ensure that the results they're looking for are the results that we are achieving for them. You, you know, from the from the sales side and talking in perspective clients, one of the 
questions I get most is probably how are we Welcome different to dental revenue guy. Live, and I dental think you know when we podcast. when we spoke I'm about host, and I was Mulcahy, speaking to Nancy about the website our last kind of pointed out when people look at websites they so just see this thing that they different. are used to seeing they don't know what goes into it I think one of the things right. that when people look at us and and kind of what makes us different it really becomes our ability to collect data and use this intel, whether it's integrating with their patient management software to, to track revenue and the types of services that, that we're actually bringing in. All of this stuff makes us better marketers. So, so if we didn't go to this length, if we didn't implement all these, these pieces, we, we would literally be fishing blind. So, or fishing in the dark is, is a better way to say it. So we're able to shed light on so much more than our dentists before they work with us are used to. So all of this is extremely important. And, and I know as a company, we're extremely excited about the dashboard and our ability to understand and collect the intelligence and use that in a way to create the best possible results. So that's Absolutely. Awesome. I think that's that, awesome. you know, I think a lot of a lot of companies, you know, they they sit down with, you know, or maybe not even sit down, but they develop a program for their clients. And that's the program they stick to. Um, but while the world of online marketing is ever changing, so are our clients. And we're aware of that. And we want to make sure that these little changes that could potentially change the results of our program, that we're aware of that consistently. So as we continue to note the changes in our clients' practices, as well as the world around them, we're able to tweak their accounts to better fit their needs, resulting in, you know, of course, a better ROI. And by our continuing, um, you know, to do this research, we are also finding areas to expand, as well as setting achievable goals to drive up practice revenue. So by keeping them happy, the client, and with their performance and growing their lifetime value, we're actually able to take the opportunity to grow ourselves. So, you know, instituting these strategies and using the information from our data collection, we're really hoping to improve our customer experience, you know, consistently all the time and generate the best return for our clients. Yeah, and, 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 and I think that's a fair, that those are very fair points. And, and one of the things I think we've found over the 12 years is, is our clients evolve. You know, for the most part, depending on the market conditions and, and, and the actual goals, you know, the first first year, even two years are very similar from client to client. They may be require bigger programs and more time investment on, on their side because of the competition level, but they're fairly consistent. When you start to get into year three or four, some of our clients have been with us for 11, 12 years, um, you have to have a broader discussion of what we want their business goals to be and how we can adjust their marketing and their program around those business goals. So, uh, you know, I Absolutely. think you guys do a wonderful job with, with the intelligence and, and, you know, combining that and integrating it with the dashboard and, and just using it or helping us use it in, in the best possible way. So I appreciate that update very much, Ariel. And, and, uh, no uh, I'm excited um, for 2020 and some of the things we're doing with that as well. So finally, Absolutely. guys, we are too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, so finally guys, you know, I am uh, sort of in charge of, uh, of the sales department. And one of the things I wanted to bring to the listeners today is just some insight on, on some of the things we're going to be doing for our, our current clients uh, in 2020. Um, one program that's been very successful for us over the years is our rewards program. And if you don't know what the rewards program is, it's basically for anybody that you refer to us that becomes a client, um, it is a reward off of your monthly bill. Um, and some of our clients have several of these. And literally for as long as your referral is a client, you will continue to get a reward for every month they're a client. So this can lower your bill, it can help you add new services, it can really just expand um, what you can do with us or decrease the cost of, uh, of what you do with us. So um, what we're gonna do in 2020 is just make this process as easy as possible. And, and we're gonna have more uh, tools uh, available. We're gonna 
potentially introduce an app that will allow you to quickly um, provide a pr provide a referral track how that referral is doing and 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 really give you the the element of okay not only am I kind of giving somebody this name but what's happening um, with that referral and in some cases how can I help to to get you guys to close it so. Um, we're very appreciative of, of all the referrals we've gotten over the years. Um, it's, it's really been one of the cornerstones of our business and, and the highest compliment we can get. And hopefully in 2020, uh, you know, through making this easier and doing great work for our clients, um, we'll be able to get more than ever before. So I appreciate it very much and, and uh, let's kind of move on to our conclusion. As we have come to the end of 2019, the first year of the Dental Revenue Live podcast is now in the books. Thanks to our guests, Cappy Sinclair, Larry Gazzardo, John Cranham, Zach Sisler, and Doyle Frino, our listeners received great insight and tips to improve their dental practices. I want to thank our clients. We have some of the best clients in the world, and without you, dental revenue could not exist. And finally, I want to thank Nicole Bonin. She works very hard behind the scenes to make sure these podcasts get completed and turn out the way we envision them. It is hard to believe that we're approaching 2020, but as always, Dental Revenue wishes you great success and hopes this year will be your best year. I am Bill Mulcahy, and thank you for making this a great year. Bye.